The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Joel Mahalik Show. I'm Joel Mahalik, and with me is Sharon. When will you say the lovely Sharon? Because I don't believe it. <laughs> right, we're not going to do the takes and retakes. No, whatever. But no. ladies and gentlemen, I will present to you the, the lovely, lovely Sharon. So yes. uh, welcome to the program, JoelMahalik.com. That's where it all happens. Uh, join us on Facebook at JM Talk. And at Twitter at WQYB Radio. So, uh, welcome back. Welcome back to you. Yeah, welcome back to you. Yeah. Uh, just a, a note, if you listened to last week's episode, which was our first ever, we did flashback, and we dug into the archives and pulled out an interview I did with the love master, Craig Shoemaker. The <laughs> thing so is, funny. is we, uh, <coughs> and then we went and we blasted that episode of the Joel Mahalik show all over social media and we got response and we got response from Craig so yeah. we're in touch with Craig and we're he, excited he's about gonna, that. he's going to come back to the show and and yeah. update us on what he's doing and stuff it's very exciting stuff so very exciting uh, I'm not going to lie and say that wasn't some sort of side goal it was <laughs> right. and so now I sing the praises that it worked yay <laughs> so uh anyway so, a lot going on tonight. We have a new Wombat and a new hero coming up in the home stretch of the show. But first, I want to talk about Walmart for a moment, if I may. Okay. May, I? <laughs> may Yeah, I? and I know what you're going to okay. say. We so, just, uh, you know, just to go over this, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we don't. It's completely We really don't. Hip. Yeah, we don't deliberately. We don't talk about it so we can get our natural reactions That's right. I'm on the show. So, yeah. So here we and go, And I Walmart. know, yeah, Walmart, I know what you're going to say. So I went to Walmart yesterday. Because it's my frustration as well. <laughs> so, so I went to Walmart yesterday and did the food shopping. Now, here, let me lay this out to you. We do our food shopping uh, every two weeks, our major food shopping every two weeks. Right. And then the other 12 or 13 days in between the major food shopping, we just stop at uh, Acme or the dollar store to get stuff we need for dinner. Right, because yeah. apparently we don't do, we don't shop the right way every two weeks when we spend all this money at Walmart. But anyway, I digress. So we go to this one in, hell, I don't care, Elkton, Maryland. That's where we usually go. Right. And I was there yesterday, and the shelves were barren. I mean, there's no snowstorm. The shelves are barren. I, yeah, it's, it's like they don't know how to stock their shelves. Right. And the place is packed. And and I, I don't understand how there's so many people in this store, yet there's nothing on their shelves. Right. And there's... At least in the it's grocery not section. Because, right. There, it's not because everybody's there. There's not that many people in the store right. that will clear Why? their shelves off yeah. right away. 
the stuff just isn't stocked on the shelf. And what's more frustrating about this yesterday is when we were there two weeks ago, we encountered this same thing at the same location. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, like you said, sure, there's a lot of people in the store. Not enough to warrant that they came in and just swept through the grocery section like that. There's yeah. there's some other issue underlying there. And, and that is they don't know how to stock their shelves. Yeah. Well, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to shift, I think, next time. We're going to shift yeah. to another store to that we like. Store. Yeah. And I don't know why we don't go there. I think we've determined that the distance is about the same, isn't it? It's just more of a pain in the butt going to the other store. Well, maybe not now that they open up 301. Um, maybe that'll free up some of the traffic along the route we take. Yeah, maybe. It's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. But, I mean, so my point is, services, and we, I've said this before, services, like, is is coming down in importance in service industries. Yeah. You know, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, how it used to be drilled into our heads when we worked in the service industry right that you had to provide excellent customer service that's not the case anymore right it's not it's not they they don't care they make the big bucks so why would they care yeah and you know walmart does this thing now too where you can order all your you can do your grocery shopping online Right. So this is what kills me. Like, you want better service. You want better service. And you go there and get really crappy service. And yet they they keep exploding into these new areas. So you could actually order all your groceries online. And then they have these guys in vests, these guys and gals in vests that walk around with these carts and they do your food shopping for you. And, and what, bag it up and everything. What do they do if one of the items that you have on your order isn't on the shelf? I don't know, and I'm glad you asked that because I was next to a girl yesterday who was having trouble finding the spaghetti sauce that I was looking for. Right. So you're right. What and it do was, you do? Was it someone who was working there? It was one of the workers with the cart and filling out orders, yeah. Okay. And so she couldn't find the same spaghetti sauce I was looking for. So you're right. What do you do in that instance? Yeah, but they have the luxury of being able to go into the back room. No, that's a good point, too. You know, and yeah. getting it, whereas we don't have that luxury. So also what made things worse, maybe a little bit Maybe a little bit why I was even more upset is they were also rearranging they were rearranging the entire grocery center part of it at the same time. So uh, you know, the bread was now more conveniently located uh, freaking I don't even remember, but somewhere at the other end of the store. So where the bread was, remember the bread was yeah. one whole half an aisle? The right. whole half an aisle was the one hundred and fifty plate styrofoam plate packages, an entire aisle. All the way down. Wow, so they pulled the styrofoam plates that were in a totally different section of the store. Yeah. And putting it in their food And they had section. these signs up all over that said, you know, for your convenience, bread is now located in aisle, hocking, blocking, flocking. Oh. So, are you mind tearing your phone off during the show? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do I, do, I have to, do I have to start the show out playing a thing about silencing your cell phones like they do in the movies? <laughs> Typically, Silence no, is golden <laughs> when it comes. To no cell one phones. ever calls me, <laughs> but when they do, it's usually a most inopportune times. Right. <laughs> so, so I'm frustrated today. I'm frustrated this weekend about Walmart. Yeah, 
And you know, and then we go to a dollar store. For the last three weeks, they've been overstocked on stuff that you can't get down the aisles, and not enough help to put it away. Right. I, 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 the uh, complete uh, opposite of the Walmart situation. You know, they have an overabundance of stock where it's taking up two whole aisles, right. like it's just in the carts in the in the aisle. And you can't even get down the aisle to unpack them. I think what's pissing me off the most is that they're out of that Walmart's out of coconut cream, <laughs> uh, the, the name brand coconut cream creamer. <laughs> folks, listen, this <laughs> coffee mate a couple years ago made this uh, uh, what do you call it a novelty creamer for right. Easter called coconut cream. Right. It became so popular, and not just in our household, so popular that they kept it as a mainstay. But right. now, we're going four or five weeks now, Walmart hasn't had it, but they've introduced <laughs> their own coconut cream uh, house brand creamer, which does not taste like coconut cream. I don't think. I don't. I haven't had it. You haven't had it? No. All it does is really sweeten up the coffee, but I don't necessarily think it tastes like coconut cream. <sighs> yeah, so maybe I'm really just mad because of the damn coconut cream creamer. <laughs> But when, oh, no. since we're talking about shopping, oh, dang it, my eye oh, just sorry. Get your finger out of it; it won't itch. <laughs> I went to Acme, and the yogurt that I get at Walmart, Acme had. Yeah, but for how much more money? Ten dollars more. No, a it was two for four bucks. How much is it at Walmart? Dollar ninety-eight. So it's still. The same price. Four cents cheaper at Walmart for two of them. Right. A penny saved is a penny earned. However, <laughs> I guess you're saving lots of pennies at this Walmart because I don't have anything out for you to buy. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Touche, touche. All right. Uh, so. So, uh, let's talk about the flu. I mean, because Let's I just got over what might have about, been the flu. We're not yeah, sure. Well, there's a way to tell the difference between a common cold and a flu. And you're going to say something about temperature. If you're running a fever during your cold symptoms, then you have the flu. Well, we don't the seem reason, to have a thermometer in this house. Okay, you kissing my forehead is sexy and all, but it doesn't work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I won't do it while you're sick. Right. <laughs> so, so, but no, that's that's the old rule of thumb. If you're running a fever while you have a cold, then you have the flu. Um, and that's because the flu, you're running a fever because there's an infection running through your body. Right. Which is what they so, say is the flu. What's the other old thing they say feed a cold starve a fever or feed a fever starve a cold what is it i don't know because whether i have I, a flu or a cold i eat like a mother do you <laughs> I, I especially if it's hot soups and coffees and, yeah ooh. you and your soups though <laughs> i am not a soup person my soups have to be cream soups and mine have to be brothy see i'm That's, a little brothy you're a little creamy right <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I'm not a creamy. I mean, I'm not a soupy kind of person. So, but we decided to talk about because it is. We're probably smacking the middle of flu season. Yeah, uh, we did get our flu shots. 
We uh, did. I, I understand did. that the flu shot this year has like an 80% effective rate. So maybe what I had could have been the flu. No. No, that's fighting. a myth. That you get the flu from the flu shot. No, I, no, 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 no. We'll get to that in a second. What okay. I'm saying is... All right. Is with an I 80%, thought you were implying. No, I was implying with an 80% effective rate. Maybe that's why... Maybe it was not the full-blown flu I had. Maybe my... Flu right. shot was fighting off. But since you brought up the myth that the flu doesn't give you the flu shot, I would like an no, explanation shot as give to the how flu. I get the flu within days of receiving the flu shot every but year. But you didn't this year. I did. When did you get your flu shot? In September? September, yeah. And okay. then like a week later, I was if, like if this all is messed February. up. February. Like a week later, I was all <laughs> messed up for like two days. I'm, I'm telling you, it's every year. <laughs> and I want an explanation because no, this first thing on no. this list about the myths about the flu doesn't make sense. It's coincidental. It's not coincidental. It is. I got the flu from All the right, flu what shot. what about and last year was the first year you got the flu shot, okay? And I got the you flu. got the flu. Yeah. But before that, you got the flu. And you weren't getting the flu shot. Well, that's why I got the flu. No. <laughs> Follow me here. No. Follow me here. <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> okay, so so first on the list, what they're saying is you can't catch the flu from the flu shot. Uh, it's, no. It's a long... It's a, long it's a dead virus. It's a long-standing... Yeah, why don't you take care of your phone and I'll... <laughs> wow. And it's a long-standing rumor uh, that just won't die. Yeah. They say that the flu vaccine is made with dead viral particles, and since the virus is not living, it cannot infect you. Correct. But I, folks, I get the flu within days of getting the flu shot. Okay, but you just stated that you got the flu shot in September. This is February. But a couple days in September after getting the shot, I had flu symptoms. No. I'm just telling People, you. People, I'm just going to have to punch him in the head. <laughs> I'm going to have to do it. Okay, let's talk about... Sorry. Let's talk about the uh, how the flu includes gastrointestinal problems. That's another Symptoms. falsehood? That's another falsehood. Absolutely. So you do not have is there tummy problems. Tummy problems. <laughs> what? <laughs> you do not have tummy problems with the flu. Okay. So is you there a stomach flu or is the stomach thing just totally, it's not really stomach it's, flu? It's not a stomach flu. So actually it's be more become the bug. Is it a stomach bug? Yeah. Okay. So let's see what they say. So they're saying... Um, it's not to say that the flu doesn't occasionally lead to some gastrointestinal issues. Uh, some sufferers do experience nausea and even vomiting. But if you develop these symptoms without any of the classic flu tip-offs, then you're probably <laughs> dealing with an entirely different germ. <laughs> flu tip-offs. You know, the, I am sitting here wondering... Why I've never joined you before on your shows. Um, I've been wondering that for 12 years. <laughs> like, for real, because we have so much fun, and I and I have so much fun telling you how wrong you are oh, on wow. the air. Wow. Not only do I get to do it in our regular life. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just playing. All right, well, here's, <laughs> I'm playing. Here's another one that disturbs me because when I got sick last week, you remember, you remember me saying mm-hmm. I followed all the protocols. We had somebody who was sick in the same mm-hmm. office as us. I was washing my hands twice as much as I already do. And so this one bothers me. It says uh, another myth. You can stop the flu by washing your hands a lot. Now, what's the first thing they tell you about this flu season? The news does stories every year. Flu season. Oh, got to wash your hands. Sing happy birthday. Wash up to your elbows. Poke yourself in the nose. You know. Wait. Where did poke yourself in the <laughs> nose come know. from? I'm just but saying. No, no. They're saying typically somebody isn't as neurotic as you are about washing their hands all the time. I don't want to be sick. Okay. But on a normal basis, you're neurotic about washing your hands. Now, typically, someone isn't. So when they start washing their hands a lot, they're saying that that isn't what's going to stop the flu. Someone who doesn't normally wash their hands a lot, and then they start washing their hands, it's not going to... Well, possibly. Because the flu is transmitted by the air, not by your hands. Well, maybe we should do a follow-up next week on how you can prevent the flu. Now, Because I mean, yeah. right now we're talking about things that you thought would help and they don't. Or things that you thought that were right and they're wrong. Right. If you get the flu shot, then the shot didn't work. No, if you get the flu... The oh, shot didn't work. Yeah, if you get the flu, that means the shot didn't work. Another wives' tale or some wrongdoing. Right. Uh, it, it's true that the flu vaccine doesn't offer 100% protection. In fact, this year it's only 80%. Uh, usually the flu shot is only about 60 to 90% effective. Okay, and that's because of the different strains that come out every year and different strains that they right. find. What they do, folks, is they base, when they make next year's serum, they're going to base it on what happened this year. Now, right. when they make that to make it in mass quantities and have it ready for you when it's flu shot time, they're gonna. They're, they're, it's like forecasting weather. They're gonna hope that, that this is gonna do it. But if that another it's strain covering comes out, the strain, right? Yeah, if another yeah. strain comes out, that's gonna be that ten, twenty, thirty percent window, right? You know, and that this flu shot doesn't cover, right? Exactly. We, we have to next week on the program. We have to have. Ways to protect yourself from the flu. We have to have yeah. the alternative to this. All the right. more I'm thinking about it, we have to make sure that's okay. on next week's podcast. Okay. So that's a promise to you folks out there, too. A little insight into next week's podcast. We, we just said we See, never plan. We never and we do. Just made a plan. And we just made a plan. We just made a plan. Wow. Man, oh, man. Isn't that wonderful? That is wonderful. So uh, I'm going to post this link after the podcast uh, on these all these myths about the flu so you have them. Uh, and that'll be posted on the right. blog, which you can get to at joelmaholic.com. Uh, under the show notes, I'm sorry. It'll be under the show night. No, show, the show nights. Show nights. And take your okay. net pills. Okay, yeah. Take your <laughs> net pills, not your night pills. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. As Alexa tells us every night, take right. your net pills. you got to watch how loud you say her name, man. Alexa, She'll Alexa. She'll start turning shit on and Alexa. off. Alexa. Okay, so we'll have that. We'll have this posted. It's funny when Alexa starts talking out of the blue. Oh, out of the blue, I know, it's right? It's crazy. She'll start spatting out. Yeah, we got to talk about that That's when we come back. Scary. 
when we come back. All right. Well, Sharon said when we come back. We're going to talk yeah. about how scary Alexa is. Yeah. All right. So we'll get this link up for this. And next week, we promise you we're going to have some tips on how to prevent the flu. Hopefully yep. not too late. It is still winter, for better or for worse. Right. Anyway. So we'll be back <laughs> in about 90 seconds right after this. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON, The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojanate called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and run the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them, too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061. Or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. JoelMahalik.com is the place to be. JM Talk, JM Talk uh, over there on Facebook and WQIB Radio if you're hanging out on Twitter. So welcome back to the show. Sharon's over the other side of the room here. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm still here. And uh, <laughs> and so she wanted to address the problems that we're having with Alexa. So we have Alexa. Yeah. And now, I just, I don't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Kick it off. But... Um, no, 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 a friend ahead. of mine. Go right ahead. I'm trying. <laughs> a friend of mine got Alexa for Christmas, and I warned her that you needed to have Amazon Prime mm-hmm. in order for it to work. And she still got it, and she doesn't have Amazon Prime, so she's like really frustrated with it. So I tried, you know, explaining to her, and she's like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And it's true. You shouldn't have to have one in order to have the other. True. You know? I mean, I can see. I didn't think you needed Prime. I you thought Prime gave have... you the additional features. No, without it, without Amazon Prime, she can't even listen to a radio station. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you can listen to this show on Amazon Alexa. Yes, when, you can. Through the Spreaker app or through iHeartRadio. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I didn't throw the plug in. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but we have Prime, so we have a fully functional Alexa. Right. Well, sometimes she's a dysfunctional Alexa. <laughs> yeah. We could be having dinner or doing whatever, and she'll just start spouting something off. Right. You know, the news of the day, the weather of the day, you know, without even us saying, hey, Alexa. Right. 
Or how about, how about the time I asked for the weather and she was giving me the weather for uh, China? Yeah. Oh, my I God. Was that like, was too funny. I was like, okay. I, and so, and like, after it happened twice, right. I was like, Alexa, what is my location? And she said, your location is... Beijing, China. No, no. The location was right. It was Newcastle, whatever. Oh. I was like, okay, Alexa, give me the weather report. And then it was the weather report again for China. Right. So, See, I... Listen. See, she hears us talking. Alexa, stop! Alexa, stop! (laughs) That's that's actually pretty good distance. I mean, yeah, we have it in another room. Yeah, but yeah. So I had to say to Alexa when you were having that problem. You better start calling her like uh, Allison or something. Okay, so okay, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) I'm watching her light up out there. I had to tell Allison that we wanted the weather for Newcastle County. Right. That's when she switched from China to our current yeah. location. It's really weird when she starts spouting off, and then sometimes it's just some random factor, where sometimes we'll be watching TV, and she'll suddenly say, I'm sorry, I don't know that one. And Nobody like, said anything. I know. The first thing I'm <laughs> thinking of is, is, is it a ghost in the house? You know, playing yeah, around with it, like, right? You know, like uh, hey, it could be. <laughs> you never know, and that and and here's the. It's funny because when our daughter was house sitting, that one time she mm-hmm. said, "You know, your refrigerator makes weird noises, and it's not funny when you're in here alone at night." And I got that. I was I was watching TV one night, and I heard them, and I and I know what she meant. But if you're watching a horror movie, and then all of a sudden... Oh, my God, I know, I know, right? And then all of a sudden, Allison starts talking about, you know, somebody, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. We We don't dislike it. No. We find it useful. Yeah, we have some, at times. We have some reminders. <laughs> she she reminds us to take our, our pills in the morning and at net. Right. <laughs> she has some sort of speech problem. No, she pronounces night net. Net. <laughs> yes, but she says my name correctly. Yeah, yeah, she does. Um, so we don't not dislike it. Uh, she runs some of our lights by voice command. Yeah. But it's just weird. You know what's really cool, though? What? The one light that you got for me that's on the night, on my table right there. Right. Can change colors. So I can tell Allison, yeah, to turn on the blue light or you have the, the table green light. light. First, right? Yeah. And then, and then you yeah. tell her to change color. Yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Fancy. That is. Fancy schmancy things you can do, right? Uh, but you know, some people have said that uh, there's been some hiccups in the system where uh, because we actually uh, we have our phones connected to it, so we can call our daughter in Chicago, right? On her app and her yeah. device, she has Allison too. So, but I've read stories where there's some concern that there's been some problems with where they just unlock and they're call in random numbers and then just basically broadcasting you to another person. And that's kind of creepy. That is creepy. That's kind of creepy. 
And then how much of our conversations are being recorded for the government? Oh, sure. You're, you know she's a hack for the FBI and the CIA. You know that. <laughs> Which is why we have it, because we have nothing to hide. Right. I mean, if she is so advanced, maybe she could fix her shipping problems. Right. <laughs> For Amazon. <laughs> Don't start stabbing and putting salt in another wound over here. All right. Oh, my goodness. Because since I last told you about Amazon, people, the it's just gotten worse. It has just gotten oh, worse horrible. with their logistics. It's horrible. And I love it when you call up and, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I, I told the last person, I appreciate that you're sorry. I appreciate and believe that you are unha- that you're not happy that I'm having poor service, but fix it. I don't want to hear I'm sorry anymore. Right. And I told them that I said I don't want to, I don't want your apologies. I want somebody to fix this problem. Right. You know, trying to save the almighty dollar by not using other delivery services. Right. They're using their own, and the people are stealing the products. They are. There's, they are, all of a sudden, your delivery is missing. Yeah. Alexa, do your drivers steal your stuff? Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm, I'm not sure. Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what she said. That's her response. That was her response. Hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway. That's too funny. That's crazy. So, yeah. I don't know. Hey, listen, stop by Facebook at JM Talk and share with us if you have the uh, the, the, the thing. The, the Allison. Device. Yeah, the Allison. <laughs> Allison meaning Alexa. And, and, and yes. are you having issues with it? Exactly. So, I read... It. Now, this is funny because I'm not going to say what time it is. You know, it's a recorded podcast. It doesn't matter what time it is. Right. But we haven't eaten dinner yet. Right. Uh, but we, I wanted to talk about, I had this on the table for a little while, get it on the table, <laughs> this article about why 5.30 is the ultimate dining time. Now, when I first got it, I knew, uh, I knew what time it was. I oh. didn't broadcast what time it was. Um, the article, I originally thought they were talking about 5.30 is a dinner time, uh, when, you know, for period. But then as I dove mm-hmm. into the article, it's really about... What time you should go out and eat? Five thirty is the best time to be at a restaurant or your favorite eatery. Oh, okay. To eat, right. not when you're at home. Yeah, I was gonna because I was gonna say, you see this? It says five thirty. Right. Yeah, because lately we've been eating like six thirty, seven o'clock. I know. Um, Which is highly unusual for us. It is. It is. But so the reason they're saying five thirty, they're saying five thirty is the ultimate dining time. Because it is um, the best time because you'll get seating, which I find okay. odd because I think we've had trouble with 5, 5.30 trying to get seating yeah. at places. Because everybody's doing the 5.30. I guess. Because they say you get better seating. They say you'll get better service because your servers aren't already bamboozled and knocked out by having all these different customers they served. And then they got to serve you. They say you'll get better food from the kitchen staff. Which, really? let, which let, let me tell you something. If you own a restaurant, there shouldn't be a good time to get the best food from the kitchen. Right. It should be all day exactly. to get the best food from the kitchen. So they exactly. just say all these different facts. They said if you're eating at 530, you'll be able to hear and have a conversation with the party you went, you're there with without having to have too much ambiance and stuff I was going just going to say ambient noise. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so that's the argument. Um, but, but we these haven't days, found that to be I don't. True. Th- yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, this is a fresh article. Now it's not. It's it, it's a blog. It's a it's a. Well, it's somebody wrote it. Well, obviously somebody wrote it. Yeah, I mean, we this is to- <laughs> this is totally in non-agreement with everything that we do. When we try to go out of that time. I mean, we don't go out to eat all the time. Um, It's been a while since we've actually gone out to eat. Right. We've ordered out plenty of time, but... Well, based on the last time we went out, I have a theory about this. Okay. Possibly this guy's in a different time zone. Ooh. And the reason I'm saying is because we went 4.30 for my birthday. Yes. And it was everything this guy is saying. Right. So maybe... If you go before the mass people come at 530. Possibly he lives in the middle of the, of the Atlantic Ocean, <gasps> one hour ahead of us. Oh, wow, yeah. And maybe, so his 530 is our 430. Wow. So when we go out at 430, our time, his time being 530, we get great service, we get good we seating, do. we get excellent food, the server is great. So wow, I'm seeing, yeah. I'm seeing all this at 430. We've never experienced what he says. At 5.30. At 5.30, I know. If we were to go out at 5.30 and be told how long it would take to be seated, if you didn't decide we were leaving and we waited, then we would be eating at like 8 or 9 o'clock at night by the time you get served and everything. You know, so that is just the norm, at least around here. So I don't know, maybe he lives in like um, Idaho. Right. You know, or somewhere where there's just nothing going on and nothing happening. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's quite possible. Another thing I want to talk about. Okay. (laughs) I just smacked him on his leg. Is all these days off for kids at school. Now, mind you, I think we're the worst offending state on that. So, just to give background on what she's saying. The kids have so many days off in this state that I almost don't know how they're getting educated. Yeah. How are they getting the required 186 days or whatever it is that they have to have during their school year? Like for President's Day, they get President's Day off, which we never did. And then they get the hock and and flock and blocking day. Right. And then they'll get the Friday before President's Day off for a teacher's in-service day. So right. now you've turned what you turn an unnecessary three day weekend into an unnecessary four day weekend. Right. And then uh, last week, week before, schools closed the night before a snow was coming in, which didn't turn out to be much. And I actually posted yeah. on Facebook because I was pretty pissed, and I was like, you know, when we went to school, and I was what they called a walker because I walked to school, and we walked. To and from in feet of snow. Uphill both ways. <laughs> right. And bare feet. Exactly. Exactly. But the bare minimum was we did walk <laughs> to and from in whatever depth of snow. They didn't just close school. No, they really didn't back then. But here, all it has to, all you have to do is, it, it, it's become so bad. We used to say, oh, a flake of snow, school is closed. Now they're closing them the night before a potential flake. Right. I don't right. get it. I mean, what if they close the school and then the snowstorm that we were supposed to get doesn't happen? They don't so pre- the kids have 
a day off for school for right. no reason Which whatsoever. And the other thing that I've noticed, they close the schools and then they close the daycares. Yeah. Like the other day when they dismissed school because there was yeah. 10 snowflakes on the ground. Yeah, around lunchtime, 12 o'clock, they closed the daycares because uh, our daughter had to run out and get our grandson. Right. I mean, exactly. It's like the daycares are attaching them themselves for the purpose of school closings. Right. And stuff like that. You know, I mean, for emergency school closings, they're attaching it. Well, and maybe that's good for the parents. At least, you know, if you have to go home to get the one kid, you're going to get all your kids and go home, you know. But then the parents right. are losing work or they're having to put out pay time off for things that they shouldn't have to. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying it was much different when we went to school. And I don't know if it happens in any other state, but you bring up a really good point, And I've been arguing it here for years. Exactly. Since our kids were in school. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings up another thing, since you're bringing up things that are burning you in the ass. After our kids are out of school, why are we paying school taxes? Right? <laughs> I don't know. That's definitely taxation without representation, because my kids ain't representing no more. <laughs> <laughs> not in there. Why am I paying oh these God. taxes, man? <laughs> Listen, Sharon, kids- I know I'm not the only person in the world. That is bitching about that. Oh, I know. Look at the poor People senior citizens. People bitching about it. They don't trouble. even have kids. Yeah. And what about the senior citizens trying to make ends meet? You know, and they're still paying these high school taxes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Man. I know. What are you going to do? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was an explosive session. Are you cold? I am freezing. Well, the fire's still going. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a hoodie if you want to slide it on. As long as it's not the Eagles. No, it isn't. But if it was the Eagles, that would be cool anyway. Nine line. What's that? I have no idea. But if you want to be warm, just put it on. Whose is it? Let's back this away before you smash into it and make all kinds of sound Whose effects we don't need. It's mine. It is? Where'd that, you get it? That's the one that our daughter gave me. Oh, that's right. When she brings You're going to put that over your head and smash right into your earphones. No, I'm not. Here, let me take them for you. Excuse oh. us while Sharon changes in the theater. In the, uh... There you go. Now you look like the Unabomber. Oh. Oh. It's some sort of military. Oh, much on. better. There you go. Much better now. I'm not cold anymore. And we can move that over to you. Yay! There you go. All right. Now that just wasted a minute of our time. Well, (laughs) you know, we are here to entertain. And if entertaining means that Molly's going to secure the neighborhood and start barking, or you're going to change your shirt. I'm going to... I got to do something. Right? I was freezing. So, um, are you... I don't even know how to answer this. Ask this. Ask this. Yeah, no, I'm going to. Okay. All right. Well, Sharon's going to take her leave of the studio. Yes. During the break. Yes. And then after the break, I'm going to come back. I have a new Wombat and a new Hero, and we're going to wrap up the uh, final stretch, as we call it. So um, hopefully you weren't here just for Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) And if you were, I love you. (laughs) Otherwise, folks, stay right tuned. I'll be right back after this. (laughs) 
This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joe Mahalik Show. I am Joe Mahalik. Uh, JoeMahalik.com is the website. You can also reach out to us on Facebook at JM Talk and Twitter at WQYB Radio. I get this also. If you want, you can text me your thoughts at 484-429-6061. That's text, or as they say these days, SMS. Whatever works for you, it's text only, 484-429-6061. So you can leave a text and... uh, you know, might make it to the air. Who knows on the next podcast or a future podcast anyway. Uh, but there are the various ways to get a hold of the show. This is the final stretch of the show. And before we get to the Wombat and the Hero, which are our usual pieces of information, I uh, did want to talk real quick about, uh, you know, I've talked about before some concerns about autonomous cars. These are the cars of the future that are going to drive themselves. You won't have to do anything to drive. So all you people that don't like to pay attention to driving, which drive me crazy, maybe as much as I'm I, I'm in disagreement with an autonomous car, maybe you should get an autonomous car because you don't care enough to pay attention. But here's the thing. At this moment, it's driving insurance companies crazy. They don't know what to do. So this one guy he put out in his blog that he, he uh, went to price. He was thinking about getting one of these autonomous cars. And before he did so, he priced out the insurance with his insurance company, and they quoted him $10,000 a year for the premium. $10,000 a year for the premium. And the reason for that is because they don't have any data to base it on. So instead of gathering data and coming up with the right figure of what it might cost, they're just they're, they're putting out higher figures for you because they really don't know what to do. So he took it upon himself to start a company that uh, is actually, all they're doing right now is they're gathering data for the insurance companies. But in the end, his end result is he's going to turn around and sell car insurance for autonomous vehicles. Because the thing is, what's what's going to make it drastically change, right, is the, here's the thing. Auto insurance companies are insuring, they're basically insuring bad drivers. They insure you because of the risk of a driver not paying attention, getting into accidents, getting drunk, things like that. Well, here's the thing. If you have a fully autonomous vehicle, the driver is no longer the risk. So what's going to happen, they think, by, say, 2035, is with the autonomous cars, the manufacturers of the onboard systems will end up having to pay the insurance. Because if there's an accident because of a failure in the system, it won't be because the driver didn't check his brakes. 
it'll be because the manufacturer defect or, or, or for whatever reason, the manufacturer's piece did not do its job. So if there's a system failure, let's say there's a system failure somewhere else that did not make the brakes work, then the, whoever made that element that's supposed to warn you of the brakes not working becomes the people at risk. It's really weird and confusing, isn't it? But that's the future. That's the future. I wish everybody would just learn how to drive and we wouldn't need to invest so much technology into uh, cars driving themselves because I don't, I don't know what's scarier. Honestly, I don't know. But be that as it may, this is what's coming. And we're not sure yet how the insurance industry is going to be uh, affected, but it's going to be affected quite drastically. So think about that, right? Pretty interesting stuff. Just thought I'd mention that to you. Um, Okay, so let's move on to the Wombat of the Week, or otherwise known as hashtag WOTW. And this, in this segment, if you're new to the show, this is where we talk about uh, stupid people doing stupid things, and it hits the news. So we search high and low for the stupidest people doing the stupidest things that hit the news. Now, I'd like to get people involved. So what we do is we say each week that you can join in on the fun by submitting your Wombat of the Week story to the show. Simply email the link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things. Email that to wombat at joelmahalik.com or joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. You can also submit your stories in a message on the Facebook page at JM Talk, or I, I imagine you can send me a link by DM on uh, on Twitter, too, at WQIB Radio. I never thought about that, but I'll have to add that to my spiel so you know. And if you get those stories in, you have a chance of them being the stupidest people that week, doing the stupidest things, and I'll put them on the air. So that's what Wombat of the Week is, and now that you know what it is, now let's talk about this week's Wombat of the Week. This one is from Wichita, Kansas, involving a bomb threat at Home Depot, actually being a customer warning that he's about to take a dump. (laughs) So, here's the story, folks. A Home Home Depot customer's polite warning that the end of days was imminent, (laughs) announcing to others that he was about to go poop in the washroom, was mistaken for a bomb threat in Wichita, Kansas. Wichita Police Department were called to Home Depot on Monday afternoon, this is last Monday afternoon, the story's a little behind, for a reported bomb threat. Uh, we had we just had a customer here make what, what may have been a bomb threat, a man told the 911 dispatcher in a released audio of the call. He said, uh, somebody told me there's a bomb in here and you need to leave the building, and he said it three times, quote, end quote. Police responded to the Home, um, the home Depot store and learned that the threat came from someone in the store's restroom. An employee told the respondent officers that he was, quote-unquote, standing at the urinal when another gentleman came out of the stall and said, somebody told me there's a bomb in the building, you need to leave the building. Uh, This according to the Wichita Eagle. According to the newspaper, a store clerk recognized the man because he's a regular customer and gave the man's name to the police. Officers contacted the man and he explained to the cops that he had no intention of causing such alarm and that the comment he said was meant to be funny. Turns out the man was also in the washroom, and at some point another gentleman gave the warning, y'all need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow it up. A comment he got the gist of, understanding the man was in serious need to defecate. And that he was attempting to provide a polite warning to the other patrons to leave the bathroom. (laughs) 
the regular customer told the told the police he gave the one into the employee in a washroom, meaning it to be a joke, but said he didn't know the men's bathroom humor was taken so seriously. Uh, so no, no charges were laid in this case, and perhaps next time a courtesy flush would suffice. So, so <laughs> odd but true, there there's your wombat of the week. Um, I guess you got to be careful about what you say in the stall. Isn't that funny? Because it, you do, and I don't mean to bring up a crappy subject, but you you do hear. I'm getting laughter from the other room. She didn't want to stay, but she. Um, you do hear strange things when you're in public restrooms, you know, from other stalls. Um, you know, people are talking on the phone, they're playing games on their phone. I mean, they're doing all kinds of things. And um, I guess, you know, sometimes the, the passion of what you're doing while you're in there comes rolling off the tongue. And so in this case, uh, you know, the guy just wanted everybody to know that it wasn't going to smell very nice in there. Um, but maybe that's not the right, right way to do it. I don't know. Maybe you don't tell anybody nothing. You just let it go. You know what I mean? That's another thing, too. When you're in a men's room, you find out that, you know, <laughs> people have no cooth. <laughs> people have no cooth. They're rude uh, and things of that nature. So, as it were, let me sip some tea. <sighs> Green tea. Healthy for you? I don't know. They say it is. But after discussing about the flu this week, I don't know. Maybe there's a whole list of things that are uh, uh, that are wrong about green tea. I don't know. I have no idea. But I like I like my diet green tea, and above all else, my wife's sweet tea for diabetics. <sighs> anyway, moving on. All right, folks. So uh, also each week, uh, we yeah. So we we honor the stupidest people, but we also on this program do something a little unique every week. And we honor our heroes uh, segment. If you're new to the show, the segment's called Honor Thy Heroes. And what we do is, again, we, we, we comb the different networks uh, out there on the internet and law enforcement agencies and fire agencies. And we try to get everyday heroes, stories of everyday heroes. These are the types of stories that you don't see on the news, that you should see on the news. And that's why... We do them. Um, and so you can also, in the same way, same email addresses. Well, don't use the first one. If you, it, it, It's harder for us to get these stories of heroes, everyday heroes doing things. And so if you have such a story from your hometown or anything, you can send that to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com because we'd love to get them. They're hard to get our hands on. And the reason is because they're not important to the mainstream media. Uh, which is why I blast them every week, a new hero, and this is no different. Uh, this week's story comes out of, actually, uh, right next door to us in Maryland, Prince George's County, Maryland. A battalion chief rescues a man twice from a burning car. Yes, it is a bit of a strange story, but... Um, Still hats off to uh, the battalion chief because he did it twice. An off-duty battalion chief saves a man from a burning car and he saves him twice from the same car. WJLA reported 
The Prince George's County Fire EMS Department Battalion Chief Donald Fletcher was on his way home from work when he came across a car engulfed in flames. He says that I noticed a ball of fire, what I assumed at the time was a house on fire, Fletcher says. When he arrived and uh, when he stopped, the driver's side window was down, smoke was billowing out of it. Uh, Fletcher rushed to the vehicle. He found a man, Dylan, Dylan Haniki, inside. He said when he reached in, he said he felt an arm. So he unlocked the door, opened it, found an unconscious male inside. Fletcher pulled Haniki to safety, but he said the man jumped up moments later and ran back into the car. He went back into the vehicle, he shut the door and locked it. And Fletcher said he went back up to the vehicle, approached it, unlocked the door again, and removed him from the vehicle a second time. Uh, Police uh, say that they believe that the driver was under the influence of drugs, and probably so. I don't know what drives somebody, after being saved from a burning car, to, you know, run back into the car uh, and close the door. Um, My first thought, before I got to that bottom line when I read the story, was, you know, maybe the guy was um, uh, suicidal. But, uh, so no more information than I have, except that um, Fletcher had walked, ran right into danger twice to make sure that this man was out of harm's way. So, uh, you know, I... I look at some of these stories that we do each week and I say, how many of us would do that? How many of us would just not think these people, these people that do these heroic things, you know, that's, that's what they do is they don't think twice. They just do. And, uh, and we don't hear about these things. This is not far from where our base of operations here is. And I luckily got this from a fire service news site. Why wasn't it on the news? Why don't I see it in the paper? Yeah, this is the reason why we do some of these things. And bring these to your attention. So, that is the Wombat and the hero section now the hero section is also a very big thing on our twitter feed um and i mean facebook as well but (laughs) facebook let me get back to that in a second um so this information does wind up uh being blasted out on twitter as well and um we do tag the departments of these heroes in it because we want them to know that we're doing this for them and we want them to know that we're thankful for them, for their community service. Or more appropriately, for the service to their particular communities. And these are the kind of people we need. So, um, and so once again, thank you. Because this week, Donald Fletcher from Prince George's County Fire EMS is, uh, is our hero that we are honoring. Um... So, yes, a, a quick thought about Facebook. Um, we don't see a big trend on the Facebook. We see some stuff on the Facebook page. Not a big trend. And also, uh, in the last couple of months, um, 
I read about some marketing, like people taking marketing changes and not doing as much on Facebook anymore, actually leaving or staying there, but taking things like live video and other things to other platforms. And, you know, it makes me wonder. And then you, you take that and think about all the trouble that Facebook has been in and is still in. There's still a massive fine pending for one of their breaches. You look at all this stuff and you go, is this like the beginning of their end? It makes you wonder. You know, uh, it, it makes you wonder, what is, uh, you know, what is your opinion of, of what Facebook is doing or not doing as it were? Um, it's, you know, so it makes me unsure of how much... I want to put out there as far as the show goes, you know, we, in fact, we're using Twitter, I think a lot more, or if I were to say more accurately, because we use, I actually use a social media tool called buffer. So it actually posts to all of them. So if I post evenly, but my biggest reactions do not come from Facebook, not at all, not by a landslide. They come from uh, the, 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 the other outlets that we're using. So curious to know if anyone else thinks that way about Facebook, are they, you know, are, are they starting to tank? I mean, I don't know. Can they, you know, what happens if they get this other fine that I heard in the news this week? You know, they're looking at it in some massive fine for one of those data breaches. I mean, how many times can you go through this? And they've had two major breaches. I mean, for a company like that, how, how much of that can you endure without damaging your reputation when you already have other reputation issues. And no different here. I mean, we're constantly, we're evaluating where we may or may not have to shift our focus. Just something we're thinking about. I thought you and I could discuss. I don't know. Facebook. Maybe it's time for the next best thing. Because isn't that what it is all the time? The next best thing. You know, Facebook replaced MySpace. You know? What's next? That's the big question. Anyways, that about wraps it up for us here on the Joe Mahalik Show. I do appreciate you coming by and spending another week with us. And we look forward to catching up with you again next week. Now, next week, as we said, and we never plan. But we will make sure that we have some data on how you can prevent the flu, considering uh, this week we told you how everything you've heard about it is a lie. So we'll, next week we'll bring some facts with us. Uh, how to prevent colds and flu. Let's say colds and flus. Because how you can get colds all year long. They say summer colds are the worst, and they are. I've had one. Uh, so that'll happen next week on the podcast. Meanwhile, stay tuned to joelmaholic.com. That's where things happen. And we will catch you next week. And I ask you to all behave yourselves and love, not hate. We'll catch you next week, folks. Goodbye. (laughs) 